before I uh, give you the sitting instructions, uh, I want to speak a little bit about <clears throat> generally what we're doing here. What we're doing is developing awareness. And it is a, uh, a way of knowing what is going on at the time it's going on. As you may be aware or may have noticed, we live a lot of our life on automatic pilot. We're going through the motions and we're not really fully present with what's happening at the time. We're lost in our fantasies and our thoughts of the past and plans for the future and we miss a lot of what's actually happening. So awareness training is really training our attention to recognize what is going on in each moment. There are many different techniques, there are many different teachings, there's many different lineages and traditions of practice, and they all have their strengths and benefits, and some of them have limitations too. Many of you also have already uh, practiced with different teachers and some of you will have been working with the breath at the nostrils, some of you will be working with the breath at the belly, some of you may be working with posture, some of you may work with hearing sounds. Any and all of these are fine. They are uh, initial techniques for uh, initiating and sustaining a continuity of awareness. That's great. What's important or what's equally important in what you use for an object is how you do your practice. So I'm going to be giving instructions encouraging you to use whatever you're familiar with the breath or the body, the posture or hearing. But I'm also going to be giving you some instructions to watch the attitude of the mind in how you apply your effort in meditation. Because if we are kind of getting really tense and really trying really hard to do our technique, well, that's a factor in what we're going to experience. On the other hand, if we're so casual and so laid back that we're not really doing anything, that's also going to have an effect on what we experience. So the challenge for each one of us is to find a balance. Uh, we talk about a balance of mind or an equanimous approach to practice, where we approach it without a lot of striving, but we're not too laid back either. We just want to relax. Relax the body, relax the mind, and just notice. We don't have to create any special experience. We're not looking for some dramatic meditative effect. We just want to simply be present with what's happening. It's as if we all have within us a very sophisticated onboard navigation system that is sensing everything in the environment 
and everything internally in telling it to us. What is being noticed? So that we can navigate our life with relative ease. What we're doing here is tuning into what the, the onboard navigator is saying. You know, hearing the sound, you know, feeling comfortable, feeling uncomfortable, breathing in, breathing out, thinking of the past, planning the future, feeling good, feeling upset, feeling tense, feeling tight, relaxed, whatever is happening, just letting the awareness or the attention notice it and the awareness recognize it. So when I say or encourage you to relax the body, you know how to do that. If I just say to you now, relax, most of us just go, hmm, and we just kind of relax. If I say to you, relax the mind, what would you do? You know, you kind of, kind of somehow try to get in your head, relax your head. Relaxing your mind is really having no agenda. Nothing special to do. And in that nothing special to do, we can just be present with what's happening. We're not looking for something. We're not trying to make something happen. We're not avoiding anything. We're just, well, what's happening? The mind is very relaxed. And in fact, the uh, tranquility of the body and the tranquility of the mind, or the relaxation of the body and mind, is the precursor to uh, open awareness. If we get very tense, then the, the, the tension itself is what's calling our attention. If we're relaxed, we can be with whatever arises. Whatever arises in the body, whatever arises in the mind, whatever arises in the environment. It's also helpful to, in the beginning of practice, which may be the beginning of the sitting or the beginning of the retreat, it's also helpful to name your experience, to just name it as, oh, breathing in, breathing out, hearing sounds, feeling comfortable, feeling uncomfortable, feeling confused, being clear, feeling chilly, feeling warm. Just very simply, just naming your experience. It's a way of supporting the continuity of your awareness. That's all. It's just a tool, it's a technique, it's not the goal of meditation, but it, it, it can be helpful. So try that also, uh, and just to see how it works for you. Okay, so let's sit. So as you sit and you begin the sitting practice, relax or sit comfortably, whatever that is for you. And if you feel comfortable, you can just let your eyes close gently or gaze at the floor in front of you without focusing.
and let your attention come into the body and feel what the body feels like from the inside out. And if there is any areas of holding, clenching in the arms, hands, or tension in the shoulders, just let that relax. You might just scan your attention through the body, relaxing the face, the jaw, shoulders, the arms and hands. Settling on to your sitting bones on the cushion or chair, letting gravity hold you to your sitting place. Relaxing your thighs, your knees, and your ankles. When you feel at ease in the body, and the body is comfortable, take notice of what you experience of the environment. How do you feel the temperature? Warm, cool, comfortable, or not? Or maybe there's a slight ambient sound in the room, distinct from the sound of my voice, or other sounds in the room that others make through movement. Just noticing, oh, this is what the environment is like, or this is how you experience the environment. Remaining settled in the body, attuned to the environment. Noticing also the ambient flavor of the mind. Is there some curiosity, some excitement? Is there a sense of lightness or heaviness? Is the mind bright or dull? We're not trying to change it or fix it or judge it. We're just noticing this is, this is the way it is right now with the understanding that things change by themselves. And if we're attentive, we'll notice that. Remaining settled in the body, taking note of sounds and temperature and odor in the environment. Aware of the inner mindscape You can also choose to direct your attention to a chosen object that you're familiar with, like the breath. 
as you breathe in, feel that. Know that you're breathing in. Or as you breathe out, you can feel that and know that you're breathing out. Letting the breath be natural without being forced in any way. Just taking note, oh, this is the way it is right now. Pay attention also to how you're making the effort in your practice. Is there some top-heavy looking for something in particular? Or are you very relaxed and drifting? Or is there a balance of mind that is connecting with the present moment and recognizing it? You just want to be attentive to whatever appears in each moment. Recognize what we can and establish a relationship of ease and presence with each moment's experience. Throughout the course of the sitting, if you find that you've become spaced out or you've drifted off or lost in thought, well, we just begin again. Settling into the body, connecting with the chosen object if you wish, naming your experience, and noticing what else appears and is known in each moment. Do the best you can without striving, struggling. Just noticing this is the way it is for now.
periodically refresh your attention, beginning again to recognize the present moment fresh as if never experienced before. Checking the posture, environment, the inner mindscape, in each moment's appearance in the mind.
it wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> or maybe I should ask, uh, how did it go? <laughs> Do you have any questions about either the instructions or your experience? Do I have any advice on sleepiness? Oh, I have advice on everything. But <clears throat> I, I think first, just to understand that it's to be expected. First day of a retreat, um, a lot of us are overextended in our life. Uh, you might have been one of those who got up early, at, earlier than usual and, and came to sit in the hall, thank you. <laughs> and so accept it. And when I say accept it, I mean don't struggle with it, but just acknowledge, oh, this sleepiness is really coming on. And then see if you can relax your, the tendency to struggle with it. Because when we feel sleepy, we, we, wanna, we wanna get rid of it. And the getting rid of it is aversion. So let's not just try to get rid of it. Let's acknowledge, oh, it's sleepiness. And then see if we can not succumb to it, but rather recognize, oh, this is what's going on. Sleepiness is going on. This is what it feels like in the body. This is what it feels like in the mind. If you're really going under and you're just, stand up. Just stand up, open your, eye, open your eyes or stand up or sit a little straighter, something like that to kind of bring some energy to the body, bring some energy to the mind. And you can always stand up. Um, if we were a little further on in the retreat, uh, I'd give you some additional information or instruction, but for the first day, um, expect it. Don't struggle with it. Um, take a, a counter action, like standing up, open your eyes. Other comments? When you say things are going on in the back of your mind, is it just thoughts? Um, the question is about when you notice other things going on, thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future, kind of going on either in the back of the mind or parallel uh, track as you're paying attention to the breath and the posture. You notice other things going on and what to do with them. For the most part, if you're with some present moment experience like the breath or your posture, and you notice other things going on. You know, there's sounds in the room and there's thoughts, and but it's really not taking you away and you're not getting lost in it, then I wouldn't do anything with them. I would just, you know, you know they're happening, fine. 
when your attention is called away from your chosen object like the breath and it goes to an area of discomfort in the body or it goes to uh, thinking about something in particular like a thought of the past or a plan for the future then when you recognize that oh just just recognize it oh thinking's happening or planning's happening or worrying's happening if it's an emotional if there's an emotional flavor just Recognize what the emotional flavor is. Um, I would be careful not to get uh, judgmental about it. A lot is going on, and we're just becoming aware of it. Uh, even though you may have an initial object of practice, like your breath, to attend to, if you notice other things, thoughts, sensations, moods, emotions, that's fine. It's when you're getting lost in them, then you have to kind of uh, take some, make some special effort to to take note of it. But otherwise, if you're if you're just aware of things, that's fine. That being said, notice your relationship to it. So that something's going on. If you feel upset by that, notice the upsetness. If you feel kind of curious about that, take note of that curiosity. If you feel uh, alarmed by something you're thinking about, notice that. Uh, so like this morning when there was the heavy breathing in the room, some of you were here, there was heavy breathing in the room, there was some commotion up back. Oh, you know, there might have been a little bit of like, you know, I wonder what's going on. Note both the sound of hearing, but note your own, or take note of your own reaction to it, like concern, alarm, curiosity, because in the relationship to what is being known is where we create confusion or clarity, uh, suffering or not suffering. Sounds happen. Emotions happen. How are you relating to them? That's where the, that's where the practice, uh, where we really want to pay attention in the practice. And by the way, the, the, the elderly man has been taken to the ER just to be checked out to see what, if there was any, anything to be concerned about. Other questions or comments? Yeah. I noticed in my meditation that there was a dissatisfaction with the situation in my life. Yes. And I recognize that Yes. Good question. Yes. So I think you're, did you all hear the comment, question? There's a situation in her life that's distressing or causes you upsetness. When it comes up, you know, it's there, it's doing its thing. And you know that you'd like to come to some level of acceptance with it, but it's not happening yet. Should you try to accept it? Or should you just notice the way it is? I would say, in this situation, to just acknowledge what it is you're experiencing. So I'm going to give an example. And it, 
it'll be similar to what you said, but not exactly. So memories come up. Oh, notice, oh, remembering's happening. And then if there's a feeling of upsetness to what you're remembering, no, oh, uh, I'm really irritated. Oh, there's irritation is happening. So then you feel, you know, in the body, the body's all kind of, and you can notice different sensations in the body, and you notice the kind of thoughts in the mind. I'm so upset, they shouldn't have said this, I should do that. I should really accept this, you know. <laughs> I don't want to accept this, I hate this, you know. <laughs> I, just watch. Just watch this whole scenario play out. Um, I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't lay a trip on yourself, like, I should accept this, and if I can't accept this, I'm a bad person, or I'm not doing it right, or something like that. That's, that's not so important. Or not necessary to watch if your tendency is to do that. But it'd be better to just be with the thing as you experience it. Remembering is remembering. Upsetness is upsetness. Uh, trying to accept is trying to accept. You know, let that go. Let, that, let it all go. And in time, you'll come to see the situation differently. But what's important is to notice how you're relating to it. There's the memory happening. And there's upsetness coming with it. How are you relating to the upsetness? Are you upset that you're upset? Or are you accepting or acknowledging, well, I'm upset. That's the way it is right now. Let me just be with this upsetness. Because we can. We can be upset about something, but we can be quite at ease or quite present with the upsetness. So that's really what we want to be working on, your relationship to what is happening, what you are aware of. Acceptance will come. Just having that in the background as kind of uh, the end point is okay, but I'd be careful about trying to make it happen. Yeah. Other Uh, so the comment is, what should you do? How important is it to relax the body? And if you can't relax the body, should you just forget about it and move on? Yes. Um, no, and maybe. <laughs> uh, it's, it's important, if you can, just to relax. If, and, and it's, you know, for some people, when I, when, I say, when I suggest relaxing, they go, you know, I mean, they just, they just get tense. And... It's just that particular person's conditioning. So what I would say is sit as comfortably as you can and then be with that. I wouldn't get too kind of amped up about it or ramped up about it. Just sit as comfortably as you can and, and then watch your mind and the body as it, as it moves on from that. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. So the comment is, if you're if you in the sitting, you feel some pain, and you have aversion to the pain, is it helpful to label the aversion? Yes. It's helpful. Let me say. Let me back up and say it's helpful to identify the aversion. If you can identify it, that's the same thing as labeling it, really. 
and rather than just kind of labeling it like aversion, 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 I don't like it, I don't like it, I wish it go away, I hate it, I, that's not particularly, uh, that's just kind of, the tone of that is a little bit averse. So what's more important is that you recognize the aversion, the disliking of it, the judgment of it, and then see if you can be with that. See if you can be with the aversion. Can you be with the experience of aversion? What can you learn about the experience of aversion? How does it feel in the body? What does it do to your mind? So that we're not just kind of recognizing it, but holding it at bay, but we're actually opening to it in order to understand it. Because the aversion is there because we don't understand things correctly. Okay? If we can open to and in investigate by just paying attention to the aversion and the pain, then we'll begin to understand more about the pain and more about the aversion. And then in time, it won't be uh, so problematic. So the comment is about uh, sometimes when he feels pain in the body or he feels upsetness, he, he, he feels it's very draining. And you're just wondering, in my experience, uh, what causes the drained feeling? Is it the, the pain or is it the, the resistance to it or is it the upsetness or what? Well, that's a good topic for investigation. <laughs> I would encourage you to, to look, to just look, oh, here's, here's pain. Here's a resistance to it. Here's the feeling of drainedness or feeling tired or getting exhausted. And just keep paying attention. As you keep paying attention to that, uh, you, will, you will answer that question for yourself. Uh, I can give you an answer. The answer is, yeah. You know, sometimes when you stay with the unpleasant or painful experience, it's draining. Okay. But hearing that answer doesn't do anything for you. Huh? It's just an answer. What's important is that when you feel pain and you feel resistance and you feel drained, to really come to know it for yourself so that you can really see how it works that, oh yeah, if you stay with pain and you resist pain, then you get exhausted. But there's another way of opening to pain and even opening to the resistance to pain where it's very energizing, it's very enlivening, and you get really curious and interested in, and it's uh, like... Uh, Kind of a challenge to, wow, what, what's going on here? How, how's this happening? You know, what's going on in the body? What's going on in the mind? And, and, and you really begin to understand the relationship between pain, aversion, and draining, or the drained feeling. Yeah? yeah. Uh, it's 9.15, and I know some of you will have yogi jobs now, so I want to let you go. Um, the schedule is alternate periods of sitting and walking. And rather than give you walking instructions now, uh, Debbie will offer you some uh, walking instructions at the end of the next sitting. So do your familiar. 
if you have a walking practice, just do that. Uh, and when you come back for the next sitting, there'll be some additional instruction for the walking at the end of that. And just one notice, this afternoon we will see those of you who are here for the weekend only, we'll see you in small groups. So this afternoon, look on the, or at lunchtime, look on the bulletin board and you'll see the weekend people assigned to three groups, three rooms to see one of us. Okay? It is helpful, as Kamala just reminded me, to, to generally just slow down, to just kind of ratchet back the, you know, the pace of it all. You're not going anywhere. There's nothing else happening anywhere else in the place. Uh, it's all happening in your mind. So be present for that. And uh, when you hear the bell, there's plenty of time to just walk gently to get to the hall or to get to the, the next activity. Okay? The next activity. The next non-activity. <laughs> so enjoy uh, enjoy your day thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate